All right, hello everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby, and sitting over there is Esmeralda. That's right. What's your last name? What? Are oh, you in I'm witness gonna protection? An, I'm going to be like Madonna. No, it's Esmeralda oh. Leone. Yeah. What does Leone stand for? Do you even know your heritage? <laughs> it means lion in Spanish. Ooh, you're Merle the lion. Yep. You sound like a children's book character. <laughs> did you put your? Did you just put your foot on your 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 foot on your knee so you could show off your shoes? Not really, because it doesn't really matter, because again, this is a podcast. Yeah, but you told everyone in this bar, I'm wearing <laughs> heels. Because I don't. It was a special occasion. It is a special... I was going to shave, but then I didn't... It's too cold It's out. too cold to shave. I didn't shave either. And I'm not going to shave for a podcast. I shaved my face last week, and I looked like Ellen. <laughs> what? I look like Ellen. <laughs> I think... Oh. Who just said I did? Because you're right. You just won a prize later on. So this is what's going to happen. Who here knows what a podcast is? Wow, by that rousing success of hands, I'm going to say no one here knows what a podcast is. So a podcast is like a radio show for people that aren't Luddites. Who knows what the word Luddite means? Ooh, a little bit more than the people that know what a podcast is. That's wonderful. So uh, what this is, is um, it's, it's exactly like morning radio um, <laughs> because we're going to have a lot of sound effects and we're going to tell you the weather and the traffic. The traffic's moderate and the weather's awful. See, we did that. There you go. We got to make some dick jokes, some homophobic jokes, and some racist jokes. Fart jokes. And fart, fart jokes. jokes. Yeah. All right. So we do this podcast every week, Merle and me. So we're going to, uh, Merle and I, come on, you're supposed to help me, co-host. I did not study English. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, how's that broadcast communications degree treating you right hey. now? Oh, come I know. on now. How's your English degree? Yeah, you're right. With a minor in women's studies. And poli-sci. There you go. Zing. So I know all about how the vagina holds women back. See, that was kind of like morning radio. See, we did that right. That was actually too nice. It's NPR. Oh. Because you could have gone into you know an what entire it wasn't? documentary about it. Wasn't it wasn't Air America. You wah, know, because that doesn't exist anymore. Should we did somebody out boo? Did somebody boo the lack of Air America because you listened to it so much in Chicago? It hasn't been on the air for years. All right, stop flashing that shit at me, guy with a beard. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we have a list. We do this every week, and um, let's let's. So, for those of you that haven't heard about us, eighty percent of the room, we'll do the m- little bit of the normal podcast, and then we're gonna have excellent, excellent guests. We're gonna have El Scorch play music. We're gonna have Jackie Ryan talk about Letterman. It's gonna be great. She's gonna give us all of our secrets about Letterman that you've been wondering about. And then uh, Adam Burke's gonna come up here and do some delightful stand-up comedy. So let's lower the bar now. So everything else will seem better. Exactly. Lower expectations. That's what I always go for. I was going to make a shitty dad joke right there, but I'm not Jay Leno. Oh. What an easy dig. <laughs> that was awful. You know who's not funny? Leno. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha All right, let's go to the list. You got the first one. Oh, no. I, I kind of started it. You have on the list Cone Zone. Look at that. That okay. was a good segue with the Leno thing. If Thanks. you knew that Thank it was you. the first topic. Thank you. I had no idea. Okay, so um, I know that you've all been wondering um, what two people you've known for years thought, think about a story that everyone in the world is talking about. Um, I don't really care. Um, that's, the, that's the main part. Uh, rich white people getting richer. Always a good thing. I knew I like my race. I like my gender. It's got to maintain that. God forbid we get a minority of any sorts in late night. But more importantly, this is the best thing that could have happened. Wait, why do you say that? This is the best thing. Okay, uh, Conan wasn't funny in that time slot. He just wasn't. Okay. He was, the last two weeks, wonderful. You know why? Because it was like the old show. He didn't it was, give a fuck. He didn't give a fuck. And you need to be like Eminem when you host a late night talk show. 
Think he is of, successful. He is a successful man. He needs to wear more hoodies. <laughs> His mom needs to be on probation. Okay. No, he's a Boston Harvard grad, blah, blah, blah. No, too yeah. successful. You need to be degraded. Is that a word? Yeah. Degraded? Uh, there you go. No chiming in about my English degree here. <laughs> um, but no, this is the best thing that could have happened because now it's going to be seven months straight of just Leno bashing from Letterman, which is really funny. It is. People will actually that. watch Craig Ferguson now, who is the best host in late night, because I'm. Who clapped on that? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Kimmel is great. But Kimmel is exactly like going to a sports bar when your team is on. For that 90, for however long that game is, it's the best place. It's the wonderful place. You're surrounded by friends. But if you're not in a sports-going mood, it's just a bunch of drunk monkeys. And that's the problem with Kimmel. Does that make any sense whatsoever? (laughs) I just, we really. Drunk monkeys are fun, but I want to go to sleep, sir. And monkeys will just throw their shit at you the whole time. Exactly, and, and that's why it's funny. If you're not getting shit slung at you... See, back to masturbation. <laughs> Conan couldn't have the masturbating bear on at the 10.30s time slot. By the way, fuck New York. It's 10.30, all right? I'm too cold to go by their eastern code of time. Well, it's a de- <laughs> It would be ridiculous if we did. We're a Chicago podcast. Yeah, I know. How but dare the, us say yes, but the idea of a Chicago podcast in and itself is absurd. It's not like we have a firewall or besides Cook County. <laughs> We're the China of podcasts. <laughs> Thank you. No, um this is great. I mean, um the best part about Conan is when he doesn't give a fuck. Andy is back. He's drinking from a flask. That kind of rhymed. Um I agree. Andy is the, the best. Drugs. Did you see? Did you see the last show, sir? Okay. Uh, best <laughs> part of the last show. Andy Andy pulls out a flask. That was the best part of the show. That is the entire reason why they gave him thirty million to go away, is so Andy could drink in private. But this is this is wonderful. It's going to be seven months of Leno bashing. Letterman's going to be on key. Kimmel's going to do the same really cool stuff and pull clips from online because it's so edgy. And Ferguson will tell delightful stories. With no notes. I don't see one downside to this. And then Conan will actually get to be funny and stop worrying about a fucking name. Wow. I know. That was a monologue. It kind of. Digger- what the hell, man? Which that works now. Chime in. Well, I can't chime in when you're yelling about something. How, is this, different than, how wanna... is this different than any time you've ever talked to me over the last eight years? <laughs> I didn't want to stop. You're on a roll. When have I ever been on a roll in the last eight Just years? Just now. That was a first. <laughs> it was. All right, what's the next note? We, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay. Or JCVD. Why are we talking know. about Jean-Claude Van Damme? Because he, he's on everyone's mind, of course. Actually, yes. He, uh, one of his movies was on last night. What movie? Uh, I forget. It's the one with the really? dude fight. They're all the same. They're not all he's the same. He's all kickboxing someone for, to revenge on some dude who was beat up by that guy. That actually is true. But you like JCVD, a film that I haven't seen. I did. Has anyone seen it here? One person. That's all. The, that's how successful Jean-Claude Van Damme is right well, now. Well, this was a serious movie. And it well, okay, to be fair to Jean-Claude Van Damme, I really doubt that we're his target demo. Um, I think that one was, though. But there's no windows in this bar. There's no TVs in this bar. This is a bar where you come to not hang out with Jean-Claude Van Damme fans. That's the tagline <laughs> of the hungry brain. <laughs> where Jean-Claude Van Damme doesn't exist. But we, we, let's go back to JCVD. A great he's, uh, acronym. Okay. So he's, he's in the news because he's going to professionally kickbox one more time Pro- in no, 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 no. He's going to professionally kickbox? Yes. This isn't a movie. How old is he? He's 400. Know. He's still looking good, though. He's got to be 40-ish. Did you say he's still looking good? Yeah. You would fuck Jean-Claude Van Damme? He's got that high kick. There's no way he ever is hard. 
<laughs> that dude is so roided out. That shit hasn't worked for years. Also, no dude that could do the splits that well could fuck decently. <laughs> and do you really think he's gonna hold you? Hell no. That's why you gotta fuck pudgy Midwestern men. I don't think that's I really why I refuse to, to diet. No, no. If anything, this isn't. Listen, th- if listen, this isn't for me. My my delightful ovalish figure is for the ladies and occasionally the gentlemen. It's not. <laughs> It's not All for right. any other reason. Why? Like you think I like this? I hate myself. I look in the mirror. I cry. But you and are then a I get hungry. Man. What? But are you a ladies' man? I'm not a ladies' man. I'm a lady man. <laughs> because I'm loyal, like a sad dog. <laughs> and girls do like that. Though. Girl likes that. Yeah. Oh. I'm not saying names here. I'm looking at you, girl. <laughs> you like that? I am loyal. That's, oh. Why did I say all? Oh, that was weird. <laughs> all right, what's the next topic? Uh, this is this one's yours. Bus murder twenty ten. Okay, so bus murder twenty ten. Um, it comes out like the car lines about three months early. So I've been on bus murder twenty ten since October. And um, who here rides the CTA? What a shitty audience Yay. participation thing. Ooh. All right, so no, who said no? You rich motherfucker, get the hell out of here. <laughs> or no, do you bike everywhere because you're environmentally conscious? I'll attack everyone in the target audience here. No. All right, so um, I ride the Chicago bus to work every day. Mm -hmm. Chicago bus is a very popular bus. It's a 24-hour bus, blah, blah, blah. Um, And every time I get on, it's packed, whatever. That's everyone's ride uh, every time. Um, Every single time I ride the bus to work in the morning, there's always at least one person in a wheelchair. Okay. What that means is there aren't a lot of seats because there's the wheelchair section and takes up four seats. Mm-hmm. If there isn't someone with a wheelchair, there's someone that's at least 300 pounds with two bags on them that takes up as much room as the 300 as the wheelchair person. Okay. Therefore, we're in a cramped situation. No one's happy. There's no way to make this better. Today on the bus, um, there was, a, let's just say, a mentally challenged person. And he was screaming for the duration of the ride. Oh, I think I've met that guy. Well, I'm sure you on have. The train. <laughs> See, no, this is train no, is easier. He's been on the, no, 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 he runs. Back There's and only forth one. Yelling. There's one in the entire metropolitan area. <laughs> no, but There's this, just one. He does the same thing where he what, yells. What race? The whole time. Male or female? Male. Male. He's okay. got, a, got a little scraggly beard. What race? Um, I don't know because he's kind of light brown. There you go. Maybe so the same person. Be, I'm he thinking. Could be I'm, yeah, we might have the same. Anyways, two gentlemen on this bus ride took personal offense to this man's ravings and were wanted to fight him. Oh, that's just mean. I know it was mean. That's why I'm saying this delightful story to all of you people. So, when he got off the bus, one of the men realized, oh, shit, I've been yelling at a retarded guy for ten minutes. <laughs> and Did the he o- miss stop? No, he got off at the blue line. Okay. The other man kept thinking that it was about him. And for the duration of the ride, he was also telling all the other passengers how that guy needs to get his ass kicked. The, the one who was yelling? The one who was yelling. He was very upset at him. This is the same gentleman that offered his seat only to uh, African-American ladies, uh, none, of the, none of which were nearly old enough to warrant a handicapped seat. Very, let's just say attractive <laughs> American la- African-American ladies. And um, there were a lot of old women with bags. Mm-hmm. He didn't give a fuck. Therefore, and this all goes back to uh, bus murder t- 2010. The CTA is cutting back on bus service. And it's not really, it's not a way to save money. It's a way to kill all the poor people. Because there will always be one angry person on the train? Inevitably, and now we're just going to be packed. That will kill So this is the CTA's bus murder 2010 campaign to get rid of half the population in Chicago. 
I, I am convinced of this. I honestly think the the anger that we all have who ride the CTA and it'll make us rise up against. No, them. if the, have you ever felt unified on any form of public transportation? Yeah, but once you know, everyone will be affected. Give me one time you've you've ever been well, affected. I haven't yet. You haven't yet. Who how knows? many times Maybe have you? How many February times have you 7th. been on the train going home or going to work full of Cubs fans after a game? The people who were not Cubs fans had a unified rage against them. Minority or majority? Ma- Oh yeah, well yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. And who's well, once those coaches and who's got, got off, that? Who's we got? We all more, looked who, at each other with the eye. Oh yeah, all like, those. Yeah, they suck. No, it's just going to be murders. It's just going to be nonstop murders, and no one's going to know about it. That'll be more jobs. Someone to clean it up. There won't be any more jobs. They're cutting jobs. They're just going to be bloody buses everywhere. <laughs> You'll have to carry your own tarp. I already do carry my own tarp. I don't like umbrellas for rain. It's for blood. <laughs> I have a blood umbrella. Like in a Gallagher That show. sounds like, like a, a female product, a blood umbrella. <laughs> We're going to give away some blood umbrellas tonight. That'd be a pad, probably. Uh, you could do, um, well, you do, umbrellas do go out. You know, they, they yeah, imagine you if tie they're them inside. in and be like a that's tampon. Not good. They expand with Yeah, but that's too big. Well, you know, there's big ladies. That's like three, that's like Polish triplets coming out of you. That's a <laughs> lot of. Well, I'm, I'm assuming there has been women with Polish triplets coming out of them. They'll need a. On the CTA <laughs> yes. uniting to prevent murders. No, we're all going to die. Um, all right. So, uh, Al, you ready? Al, on that note. On that note, <laughs> Al Scorch is going to come up here and play. Um, Al Scorch has played the Hungry Brain uh, occasionally. Let's just say <laughs> that makes it sounds like you just stop in. <laughs> like, I'm going to play my banjo. Um, El Which, Scorch is one of my favorite finds of 2009. Because that wasn't a joke. Don't laugh at that. He's really he good. Clapping. No, someone go, <laughs> fuck you then. Maybe Do you ever play a banjo? No, because they're hard to play. Isn't that right, Al? He's okay. <laughs> Come on, man. Get your ass up here. Al, um... Al's been here before. If you want to watch videos of Al, you can go to the server. Go to youmethemeverybody.com, and there's about six videos of Al playing here. And uh, last time Al played here, it was for this Everything is Terrible Christmas special. And uh, he played in front of a screen that was projecting people opening uh, presents. And it was one of the most scary and fun times I've ever had because he would occasionally hold up his banjo thing, which was – what is that called? The black thing? It used to be white. He, he'd, oh god that's saying a lot about me if I don't know what head is um, so he would hold up the head of it and it would just be fucking frightening and you'd have skulls in a banjo so on a note of skulls in a banjo ladies and gentlemen Al Scorch
You're very good, sir. All right, so that's your mic. You can keep it in. You can take it out. Ooh, that sounded sexual, too. Damn. Ooh, damn. This turned very sexy now. If there's one thing we do here, it's, I think, I think it's sexual. Make it sexy? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk over here and not worry about the mic for a second. Okay. Um, Al, why did you start playing banjo? Is it because you wanted to get respect instantly by your choice of instrument? Absolutely. I would have to say... Uh, when I was a small child, the banjo show came through town, but, <laughs> and it was, it, you know, it was kind of like a carnival. Um, but where I lived on the northwest side of Chicago, we didn't have carnivals; we had banjo shows. Um, so they would come through with all the tinkers and the dancing gypsies and the mechanical monkeys and all of that, and uh, I was just transfixed uh, by the banjo. Why are you such a liar? Um, because it's very entertaining, I hope. Um, have you told me anything ever that is true? Yes. Name one thing. Uh, when, I, when I was a young child, my mother had a banjo. Seriously? At, yeah. I grew up with a banjo in the house. Did your mother encourage you to play the banjo, or did it just happen? Because it's not like an easy thing to pick up. You can't really play power chords in a banjo, to my knowledge. No, you can. I'll, I'll show you later. It'll be great. I refuse to learn anything. I'm too old. No, that makes you old if you refuse to learn anything. A Luddite, right? Yeah, a good one, kind of. I'm it's, tying it back. It's more, right. it's more refusing technology. Um, wait, so wait. <laughs> How is he refusing technology by learning to play the banjo? No, being a Luddite is someone that ref- like, doesn't uh, accept new technology. Oh, I, see. I think I'm completely butchering the definition of this word. I'm a musical Luddite. Are you really? Well... The banjo, I guess. What are your songs about, for those of you that haven't seen El Scorch? I really highly recommend checking out El Scorch. Um, most of the songs are about a, um, a dying, hilarious world uh, that is uh, where we live. And, yeah, everything's falling apart. Could and you possibly give us a vaguer answer, please? A dying but hilarious world? A dying but hilarious world could mean anything. That could mean Transformers, Transformers <laughs> 2, um, Lars and the Real Girl. You know, they're very similar. Uh, the, the human condition is falling apart as a whole. Is that All, why you bike everywhere? Uh, I bike everywhere because it's free. I like the drink. What? You can still get in trouble, though. I like the drink. You um, like the drink? Yeah, you know, you don't want to drive. Yeah, but yeah you, you do. Us. You're you not rich enough. You can still get in trouble riding a bike drunk. Have it's you, very hard. Have you ever met Chicago. anyone that's gotten a DUI from biking? No, but it can happen. If they see you swerving left and right. And they're the really have a bad. Is attitude. this a fear of yours? <laughs> no, I don't ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to lose my figure. That's why <laughs> I don't ride a bike. <laughs> What's the goal for El Scorch? Both the person and the band. And by the way, what is your bandmate? How do your bandmates feel about playing with uh, essentially the Van Halen of country punk bluegrass? <laughs> uh, I mean, they they show up to shows from time to time, so I think That's they nice. like it. I think they like I th- it. I think they like it. What's your favorite part about playing? Um, probably the interaction with all the people. Wow. Yeah. I want to know how, um, nice? I don't play guitar or anything, but how do you not have bloody stumps for hands? Um. Because that looked uh, difficult up there with the strings. And you the use the, the fingernail. Are you, you serious? Kinda, yeah, it's just a fingernail. Oh, that's for the strumming, obviously. Yeah, and, and the picking. It just looked difficult at the end. Have you ever played with picks? Uh, yeah, not successfully. You just, oh, that makes sense. Do yeah, you big coke nails? Way. What's that? Do you have, like, coke nails? No. No. <laughs> I have calluses. You grow your nails out? No, I like the idea of coke nails more. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just want to stare at you. 
You're a good man. Look into my eyes tonight. Are you going bald? Am I? I'm asking. Because I don't think you are. Why are you wearing that hat? Because I like to wear a hat. Yeah, I know, but that hat, that's the bald man hat. Every bald man looks ten times better in that hat. I'm a fat (laughs) Irish man from the northwest side of Chicago, and I will wear this hat. You see this hat? It's a good hat. Thank you. All I'm saying is you don't need the hat. I like it. That's fair enough. You want to play some games? Okay. Okay, but before we do that, we're going to close this interview with how we close every interview. It's uh, a question from the Kids Book of Questions by Gregory Stock, Ph.D. It's an awful book. So I need you to pick a number between 1 and 260. 243. 243. All right. What is one of your best tricks for getting attention from your parents? (laughs) Question mark from your friends. Two-part question. From Gregory Stock, Ph.D. Go. Playing the banjo and playing the banjo. Yay! Merle, may I please have Al's gifts? Oh, why, thank you. Um, if you uh, for those of you that are ever considering if I ask you to be on the show uh, at The Brain, this is why you should do it. I have personalized gifts for everyone <laughs> that I will present them. Here, give me that. All right. So first of all, you're going to get this nice Propel bottle. Uh, that you wow. can use when you bike. You yeah. can use that when you bike. What it's a, a good one. Wow. Now, you're also going to get this 7-inch of uh, Glenn Campbell performing How High Did We Go. I, I don't know. There you go. Now That's I will. You. Now um, I'm going to give you Rock Against Bush Volume 1 because this CD did a lot of to uh, change the outcome of the 2004 election when it was released in 2004. That's for you. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, this is great. This has Bono, right? Uh, I think it has uh, Green Day performing a song oh. they wrote in, uh, like, I think, 97. Less Than so. Jake featuring Billy Bragg. The classic. Isn't it good? so low. I know. Okay. Uh, Why Do Men Have Nipples? The number one New York Times bestseller by Mark Lehner and Billy Goldberg, MD. Great bathroom material. I mean, that looks like that's a... That's an, something you actually might want. And then finally, uh, How to Live to Be 100 or More, The Ultimate Diet, Sex, and Exercise Book by George Burns. Oh, damn. At my age, <laughs> sex gets second billing. So that's for you. Oh, great. So hopefully that'll make you erect. That'll explain why you're erect. That water will propel your erection. Get it? Plug. Rock Against Bush will make you wonder why you ever cared about politics. And that 7-inch you could do some blow off of. So that's all gifts for you. Boners and cocaine. There you go. Yay. All right, so Al's going to be with us throughout the evening, but since Al is the first guest, he's also going to play uh, the grand prize game, my favorite of all games, uh, from the Bozo Show. Who remembers the Bozo Show? There you go. Yay. Bozo Show uh, recorded last time in Chicago in 2001. Fuck that. We're bringing it back. Alan Merle, you ready to do this? Yeah! yeah! All right, so Merle's going to play the role of Bozo, and I'm going to play the role of Cookie, Bozo's creepy uncle. <laughs> so uh, there you go. Line up. Put your heels on the back part of the stage, the steps. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's your line. I figured if I drew a line, someone might have big feet and fall off the stage. Can I take, like, an aggressive stance? You could take an aggressive stance, but one back foot always has to be back there. This ain't the bullshit Bozo games when they'd have like a three-year-old and they'd let them run up to six. Yes. Fuck that. I ain't got a crisp $100 bill for everybody. So we're starting from the back. You ready to do this? Okay. All right. You Just do it. You start from the closest. Oh, you didn't get it. That's it. You fucked up. That's close. Bounce too much. Well, then you want to try one? <laughs> you want to do one more? You get one more? You get one more shot. I'll buy you a beer. <laughs> 
All right. Already got it. Clap. What did you just win, Al? What did I get? No, that's not funny. Um, you just won Crazy Mary astronaut dubs. Congratulations. I love dubs. All right. Bucket number two. By the way, when next people are playing, you're playing music in between because it's fucking weird when it's quiet up here. Yeah, no, it's good. Feels nice. God, you're tall. <laughs> you got it! Yeah! You just won John Grisham's The Summons. Oh, great. A book we've given away four times here. Take that shit home. All right, bucket number three. One back foot. One back foot has to be there. The whole point is to toss it, you limber fuck. Yeah. He did it! Yay! You just won the Kids Are All Right, the Who compilation. Yeah! Because they're playing the Super Bowl and they're all old as shit. One's dead. Two are dead. Oh, that's right. The fucking Blue Ox is dead. All right. That's the basis, John Entwistle. He was the guy that wore um, the skeleton type outfit and, uh, no, back foot, asshole. Sorry. <laughs> and didn't move on stage. So, keeping that in mind, bucket number four. You ain't getting this shit. Don't encourage them. God damn it, Al. <laughs> All right. You can change the rules. Al just won Jagged Little Pill, the great album from Alanis Morissette. Because Al ought to know. You like that pun, Al? No. Yeah, too bad. Take it home. Break it in the street. Just get it out of this bar. All right, bucket number five. Things are getting out of control, Al. This is crazy. Can you lay on the ground? Why are you telling them fucking tips? This one, that one? The, 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 the red, red one. one? The red one. Number five. <laughs> <laughs> hey, heel. Oh! Yeah. All right. Yeah. You get a good prize now. Maybe it's good. I don't think oh, so. Okay, yeah, this one's kind of good. This is Glenn Campbell's By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Ooh, that's a... That's an inferior version of uh, Isaac's Hayes by the time we get to Phoenix. So now when you hear the good version, you'll be like, oh, wow, the source material was shit. And Isaac Hayes is a great songwriter. For, who's heard that song? That song is brilliant. Thank you, bartender. All right. Bucket number six for the grand prize. Crisp $100 bill. Please someone scream and or come up here and kick the bucket because I don't want to give away this prize. Make sure that he'll stay down. You didn't get shit. All right, come back, Al. Okay. It's so it's so weird. It's so weird that everyone here is so like quiet and attentive, and Claudio hasn't shown up yet. Claudio is the tamale guy. How do you not know Claudio's name by now? Do you know your mother's name? Scream out your mother's name on three. One, two, three. No, it's Claudio. That's fucking right. He provides everything. You get, wow, you got a lot of fucking grips tonight. You almost said shit, I think. I know. Now go back and play us songs, because i got to go piss. Okay. Al will be with us the entire evening. Please, ladies and gentlemen, clap for Al Scorch. <laughs> it's those, like, ten seconds of silence that are just weird. Should we have a tape player up here just playing something? We should. Or we oh, can all hum? We're not going to do that.
Said, would you like to make a soldier out of yours, some Ted? The scarlet coat and Ladies and gentlemen, if you want a tamale, this is now the time like to order that? a tamale. Mrs. McGrath stood by the seashore for the space of seven long years or more. Till she spied a ship come a sailing on the sea. Hallelujah, bubbaloo, and I think it is he with the two right for the diddle off. Two right, right, right. Then up steps Ted without any legs, and in their place two wooden pegs. She kissed him a dozen times or two, crying, Holy Moses, it isn't you with the two right. Oh, Teddy, my boy, where have you been? Have you been sailing on the Mediterranean? And, oh, fuck, I hate the Irish. Good night, everybody. Al Scorch, ladies and gentlemen, Sometimes tamales happen. <laughs> Sometimes tamales do happen. Um, how you doing, Claudio? God damn it, all right. Give me cheese. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a white man, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate me too. All right. Merle, could you pay the man? Thank you. Ooh, whose phone went off? Who was that? Was it your mother? I'm staring at somebody out there with a phone, and I see a glow. It was my mother. That's not surprising that she's just calling random dudes. Thank you, Claudio. Ladies and gentlemen, Claudio, everybody. Last time I ordered tamales, <laughs> I am El Hefe. Kevin ate them. Last time I ordered tamales, my co-host ate them all. Merle, dig in. You told me to. Okay, yeah. You, now you do what I tell you to. Thank you so much. All right, Jackie, you ready? I don't think she'll ever be ready. Ladies and gentlemen, please give your attention to the stage for the lovely and delightful Jackie Ryan. It's okay. It's really okay. All right. You want a tamale? Would that make you feel better? No, Consistently no, eating in front of a mic? The sauce is really good. Okay. You, El Scorch, huh? I know. El Scorch. Awesome. Talk in the mic, lady. Hey there. Let's keep talking still in the mic. Still working? There. It's still kind of working. Know. Maybe. We're getting closer. Is that too low? Yes, everybody. No, everybody. Good. Sounding good? good? Too low? Say more. Say more. I don't know. Al Scorch was great. I think we should just keep... No, no, no. And I'll go take a seat, maybe. No. Jackie didn't want to do this, and I pressure Jackie into doing this because I want to know all of David Letterman's secrets. Oh, wow. So we're going to only talk about David Letterman's secrets for the duration of this interview, this thought provoking interview. So. Fantastic. Jackie, you worked for David Letterman as someone that did warm up for the crowd. Yes, I did. What was it like growing up in LA? Uh, good city. I don't know. It was a good city. It was a good city. Do you miss LA? Uh, no. I mean, I miss the beach and you, the lovely weather. Did you actually go to the beach? The, oh, yeah. I lived on 4th Street. What do you do? I, <laughs> you just referenced something that no one yeah, here knows. We do no you, we're all white yeah. and pasty <laughs> right, here, Well, if, if you think of the beach as Zero Street, 
and then go oh. four streets up. Um, that is where that actually I makes sense. Lived and smelled the ocean. Do you miss the burgers? The In and Out isn't that the big In thing in L.A. In and Out burgers. Do you see her? She does not miss the burgers. Well, maybe she has a high metabolism. I think I just complimented her, but she felt insulted. <laughs> she, you're oh, a vegetarian? You, have, you can get a veggie yeah. burger then, Wait, wait, wait. You? Why are you a vegetarian? I've been a vegetarian for this month, and it's one of the worst months of my life. <laughs> I just want to murder anything and eat it. That's yeah. not a joke. I will murder you if you say it's okay. We're actually going to lock the doors after this and eat all of you. That was a Leno joke. Take it back. What? I wanted to eat people. I like that more. That's more of a Kimmel joke. Okay. So, why are you a vegetarian? Is it good David Letterman's a vegetarian? Um, no, I was a seven-year-old activist and have stuck with whoa, it to whoa, this whoa, day. Stop, stop. What were you uh, activating against? <laughs> No, well, like seriously. I don't know. You had to be against something, right? I was no, I, I was I... pro bozo buckets. I and pro Mister Rogers. <laughs> Wait, no, okay. Here's a story for and you. And pro I... eating all the meat. I galvanized my wait, third wait, wait. Grade were you saying the word galvanized and... when you were seven years old? <laughs> and... Wait, no, this is good, and I have photographic <laughs> photographic evidence that this is real. I galvanized my elementary school when I was in third grade and had them all sign pieces of construction paper um, as a petition that I faxed then to uh, then Vice President Al Gore to have him uh, levy sanctions against Norway for whaling. <laughs> Did you even know what that meant when you were Not seven? a clue. Not a clue. Absolutely not a clue. Did you have fun at seven years old? Because that sounds <laughs> it was, miserable it was now. Awesome. It was awesome. Did you, wait, did you try to get them to sign it like in the hallways? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute, man. Come here. Do you want to save some whales? Oh, absolutely. Did like you second a- graders, I was like, oh, take your lunch money. Sign it. Yeah, no, it's weird. <laughs> like, did you take their lunch money and then buy delicious meats that your parents wouldn't give you? Are you? Why are you? You're still a vegetarian. Have you ever had like a hot dog? Um, veggie dog. You, oh no, that doesn't count. <laughs> a hot dog is all the meats. Mm. So wait, do you even know what meat tastes like? Um, I've had some chicken wings. Sorry. You've had some chicken wings. I've had some chicken right. wings. So yeah. I've had all the what meat you've the... had in your entire life in like an hour. <laughs> this is getting weird. It is getting weird. <laughs> so wait, what to... was your, what was your verdict on the chicken wings though? Yeah, um, they were they were good, but not good um, enough to ever eat again and to judge people that eat meat. You know, I you well, fucking well, hippie. I had considered it, and then I watched Food Inc., and then I remembered why I didn't eat oh, it. <laughs> oh, whatever. You're so guilty. Do you feel guilt for everything? <laughs> Do you really? I blame my mother. Do you? Oh, let's talk about your mom. <laughs> no, let's not talk about your should mom. Should we put her on the couch now? No, we should. I feel Ooh, like we should put her on the couch <laughs> and talk about her mother. Do you want to lay down on the couch while some creepy dude stare at you? <laughs> Great. <laughs> on a stage? <laughs> with Al Scorch just staring? No, you're not close to done. we got three more hours of this. Okay. So you worked, um, you worked in the David Letterman show. I did. I did. I David stood Letterman, in front of 500 people every day. And, and David Letterman is going jokes. through a, a very big scandal right now, and everyone wants to know about that. Yeah. You used to work out with Billy Banks. Billy Blanks? Billy, Billy Blanks? Billy Blank, yeah. How did you work out with Billy Blanks, you hippie? <laughs> who, 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 Welcome anyone, to L.A. Does everyone here know who that is? <laughs> think about four years ago and think I'm drunk watching an infomercial. That's Billy Banks. He's the guy that does the tie Blanks. Bow. The tie Billy bow. Blanks. The kicking. Yes. He started the whole kickboxing. You trained with like, uh, and who else did you train? You trained with. Who I, tra- I you- trained with. I paid $10 and sat in the back of a class where we kicked <laughs> in the air. Was that fun? Could you teach us about that? Could you Kelsey give us a- needs to get up here. And no, Kelsey's busy. I don't know who that is. Okay. David Letterman likes to fuck people. Why are you a journalist? 
Good question. <laughs> I like the power. You like the power. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the stories you want to write about? That was a poorly phrased question. I should end everything in a preposition. That's an English degree. What's up? What? Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah. A prep- you don't know what a preposition is? <laughs> I was communications. Shouldn't you know how to <laughs> communicate? All right. And talk. Why, why uh, besides the power aspect of it, yeah. because uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people think power what? with journalism. They think oh, of sure. uh, chain smoking. You get to do anything you want. You get to do anything or don't go to... Don't you? No. Sure. Really? Absol- why not? I want to go to where oh, meat Oh, I really want to review this massage parlor. Hey, can you give Is me... Is that a your goal, break? to review no, massage parlors? What stories do you want to write? Uh, meat stuff. Uh, <laughs> murder. murder. If I can murder for free without having to like serve time. I want all the power of a rich man without being rich. Is that so wrong to ask? What? Apparently it is. Keep staring at me. That's lovely. We'll do this all night. You just got to be really suave, I think. You don't have to be rich all the time. I think, I think if you're suave, you're rich. George Clooney was not suave when he was on Roseanne. That's why he had to date Jackie. Oh, that's true. And as soon as he was off of Roseanne. <laughs> that's true. But Jackie was the better of all of them. She was too In busy fairness. getting beat up by every other dude. And then, it, and then it came out in the final episode. She was gay the whole time, which makes total sense. A suave Clooney, she ain't gay. <laughs> no one's gay with a suave Clooney except dudes because he's fucking suave. What do you think about that, Jackie? All right, we'll close this up. Jackie's super, <laughs> Jackie is super uncomfortable. Please clap for Jackie, but she's far from done. No, you ain't done. You ain't done. Not yet. You want the gifts first or the question first? Uh, well, let's get the question out of the way, shall we? God, you're so... Oh, this is I don't like being on this side of things. Why? I never knew I did this to people for, like, a profession. You give people prizes and make them play childish games while you insult their eating habits? That's Probe them about do? their mother? I wouldn't say that I, I'm a journalist, Jackie. I'm far from it. Here, you want to know my opinion about everything? Just wait. Okay. Pick a question, 1 to 260 from this awful, awful book. 111. Is that because you like the band 311 and we don't go that high? <laughs> yes, is that why? Absolutely. Is that why? What's your favorite song of theirs? I don't know. Down. Just say down. That's down. the one people that's know. The one. Okay, good. That's the one. Question 111. If your parents lost their jobs and you had to try to help support your family, what sorts of things would you do to earn money? <laughs> That's an easy question. Sell my body. I, I would. Suppose. You would sell your wow. body. That's your instantly like. Oh, again, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all she's got. I got a fuck. Not working for me. You know this is for kids, right? <laughs> Why can't you just go kill some whales? <laughs> I hear that. That makes a lot of money. Give me her gifts. I want to present her gifts uh, to her. I'll hold the mic. You look so miserable. This is delightful. Okay, thank you, Merle. Okay, um, you seem like a hippie. You need this Thanks. bike lock thingy. Oh, That's thank good. You. Um, I got you Sean Cassidy's forty-five. Do you believe in magic? Thank because God. you know what? That's what this is. It's magic, folks. Yeah. Since Jackie's a journalist, um, she's gonna want to know who the vines are because they are definitely a footnote in musical history. <laughs> um, this is a book that'll bum you out. Jonathan Kozel's Savage Inequalities. Have you seen The Wire? I have seen The Wire. Well, then read this, because it's like reading The Wire. It's Ugh. so positive. And then here is Our Environment Can Be Saved by Nelson A. Rockefeller. Here you go. Congratulations, Jackie. I'll take that mic. I think you Please, hit everybody, spot clap on. for Jackie. We're going to play the grand prize game. Could somebody, like, hum something for, like, 20 seconds to make this easier on everybody? Just keep humming loudly. Thank you. It sounds like zombie orgies. This is delightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Play the game, for Christ's sakes. Bozo? No, no, you... Okay, bucket number one. It's sequential. Did I forget something? What did, I, did I forget something? Oh, she got it, everybody! Clap! What kind of stuff does she need to throw away? Okay, here, this is good. You just won the prayer circle with performances by Alanis Morissette, James Taylor, Salif Kida. I'm sure you hippie could pronounce that. Perry Fellow... Perry, I can't even pronounce Perry Farrell. That guy's a dick. Here, enjoy this album. You can throw CDs really far, and then you could use them to stab people because they're very sharp. All right, bucket number two. Awkward silence. She got it, everybody. Please clap for the lady. You just want a bell. Why are you moving this along? That was going well. Bucket number three. She got it, everybody! You just won the Verbs Vipes Villains, uh, which has that classic song, Freshman. That's a song about getting a girl pregnant. Similar to Ben Folds 5, Brick. Do you like Ben Folds? Oh, she drank the bell! That was delightful. Bucket number four, everybody. Awkward, quiet. No, she failed. She failed in life. Please, everybody, clap for Jackie. Al, come back up here. Jackie's a great sport. Please, please, please buy her a drink. She, she went through a lot tonight. She deserves many, many, many libations. Thanks, Jackie. Al, you ready to do this? Oh, yes. Wait, where'd it go? I don't know. No one stole your banjo. Has anyone ever stolen a banjo of yours? Oh, God. Yes. Seriously? Yeah. Who stole a banjo? I don't know. They stole it, and then I never saw them, and it was gone. Did you just... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it sucked. I'm sorry. Well, here, here, play a song about a banjo being stolen or not. I don't care. It was, it was horrible. It was the worst day of my life. Was that really the worst day of your life? It was one of them. That sounds pretty bad. It was handmade. It was really nice. Ladies and gentlemen, Al Scorch. All right. This, uh... This song is about Dale Earnhardt. Were you there when they crucified our Lord? Were you there when they crucified our Lord? Were you there? Were you there? Were you somehow fucking there? Were you there when they crucified our
Lake City all at once. Three places at once. Like an astral being to intercept all three planes of terrorist freedom-killing peril. But no. Dale hit the wall. How'd you get that chicken skin on that tater log? How'd you get that chili bean on top of the old hot dog? How'd you get that jalapeno in the nacho cheese? Dale Earnhardt when Dixie's number three. Now all of those things in that song are called the redneck imponderables. As in how did they get the chicken skin on the tater log at the gas station? That shit's so good. It's like fried chicken on a potato. And how'd you get that Tasmanian devil tattooed on your chest? How did that happen? So if you're wondering, continue wondering. Because it won't go away. The wonder will never cease. And I'll, I'll do another one before the next guest. Who's the next guest? Adam Burke. Adam Burke is up after... Uh, is up after this. <laughs> her name was Lee. Every time I come home, she'd holler police. What could I do? I couldn't stick around. That's quite enough talking time to tear it down. If there's another mule kicking in your stall, you got to tear it down, I said. You got to tear it down. Here we go now. Ah. 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 So nice. She'd out of police, what could I do to stick around? Enough talking, I'm tear it down. If there's a mucus in your stall, you get tear it down. I said, you get tear it down. Y'all tear it down. Hey! Al makes me feel like a better human being. I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, in a, thanks, in thanks, a good Al. Good way, right? Al will be black. Be, Al will be black <laughs> soon, and everything will make sense. How you doing back there, Al? How you doing, Merle? I'm good. I'm gonna enjoy a tamale. Are you uncomfortable yet? Oh, in the heat. No, in life. Oh, why would I be? Really? Because this is normal for us? <laughs> yeah, it is. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I am pleased, pleased, pleased to bring up my next guest. He's uh, in my top five of comedians from and or in Chicago. Uh, he makes me laugh every time I see him, and he also makes me envious of his, of his diction. Both his diction and his accent. Not his penis. 
the best comedian with the worst intro possible, Adam Burke. There you go, buddy. Enjoy the giant stage you have to Yeah, thank you very much. One more time. And then uh, Esmeralda. Uh, for Jackie and uh, Al Scorch, man. Al Scorch, you're amazing. That's music to get chased by the police to. You know what I mean? <laughs> I kind of want to jump over an old dry crick. Oh, man. Thank you guys for coming out, as my f friend just pointed out. It's fucking freezing out there. Um, I like it, though. I like this time of year because uh, I like slipping on the ice and trying to stay upright because that's the only exercise I ever get. On my way over here tonight, I slipped and I contorted my body into the Sanskrit word for enlightenment. <laughs> and a Hindu family followed me for six blocks. It was... Marvelous. I like I like it here in Chicago though because this time of year because yeah uh, you hear people go so much for global warming. I like when people are annoyed that the worst thing ever hasn't happened. <laughs> These same people get off an uneventful plane ride and are like so much for terrorism. <laughs> I mean I took my shoes off for nothing. I feel bad for global warming, though, because it gets blamed for everything, like cancer and tornadoes. I think that's why global warming has never run for public office. Because you can just see the attack ads now. They'd be like, some people think the cure for our education system is better funding, not global warming. He's too busy giving melanoma to a nine-year-old. <laughs> global warming, too extreme for Illinois. I'm not sure who would be running against global warming in that scenario, unless it was like, hello, I am El Nino, and I approve this message. <laughs> Those guys fucking hate each other. Uh, people were talking earlier about, um, about riding their bikes. I know some of you ride your bikes everywhere. The best thing about riding your bike in this town is that uh, you can just give up at any point and just load it on the front of a bus. But sometimes I step back and I feel bad because I think it looks like the bus has defeated my bicycle and is now parading, uh, parading its crucified body around town as a warning to other bicycles. And if there's two bikes on there, it just looks like the driver went hunting over the weekend, bagged himself a couple of Schwins. He's got obnoxious stickers on there like, this bus kneels for no one. I got on the bus uh, recently, stepped on, and this elderly, somewhat disheveled woman tried to follow me on, and the bus driver just closed the door right in her face. And I was like, why, why did you do that? And he was like, oh, that? That's the lady that pees on the bus. Two things. First off, I didn't realize there was just one. No wonder she looks so exhausted. And secondly... I felt bad because I didn't like stand up for her. I didn't say anything. I just took my seat and pissed all over it. And then I shot her a look as if to say, don't worry, I've got this one covered. <laughs> I, uh, I had a birthday this month. Uh, don't clap for it because uh, I turned 34, which is like the most pointless, shitty birthday. <laughs> like it's, the only thing that 34 t signifies 
it kind of proves why Jesus didn't live this long, you know? Because I'm walking proof that if Jesus had an extra year, he would just be in terrible debt. He'd have to go to the moneylenders like, sorry about that whole throwing you out of the temple thing, but uh, I can't make my rent. Um, and now I'm older, I've got a lot of, uh, I've got a lot of female friends. Uh, let's call them women. Um, but they, you know, they dye their hair, uh, and they tell me it's to like to to hide the gray because they don't want it to show. And I say, well, you know, men can go gray at whatever age. You should like, just screw it, you know, like just see what it looks like, leave it, you know. And a week after I said that, I actually saw a woman who had the full mane of silvery gray. And I have to tell you, she looked like she was baking Dutch children in the oven <laughs> of her candy house. Uh, I went up to her and said, you were amazing in the opening scene of Ghostbusters. Uh, you scared the shit out of that librarian. Well done. I better let you go. I understand you have some Dalmatians to skin. Bye. But, uh, man, we've got, we've got our own follicular concerns to take care of, like, uh, you know, mustaches. Is yours occupationally appropriate? Like, I walked, recently walked by a bedding store, an empty bedding store, and the manager had, a, like, a waxed, curly, handlebar mustache. And I walked in there and I said, the, excuse me, sir, but the reason your establishment is bereft of customers is that because of your ludicrous facial arrangement, everyone thinks this is an enchanted bedding store. <laughs> and no one will test drive the Serta for fear they'll be transported back to 1849 where they'll have to wake up and solve a mystery involving thread counts and sleep numbers. <laughs> I actually didn't say any, any of that. I just called him a posture pedophile and ran out the door. <laughs> you may have noticed I like, I like large words. I like, my friends make, make fun of me for it. Um, or I should say they admonish me for my sesquipedalian proclivities. Um, <laughs> And I kind of see the point, right? Because having a large vocabulary by itself, that's a pretty pointless skill, isn't it? Like, I could give you 12 synonyms for shelter, but I couldn't build one. <laughs> like, while Johnny Nowords is safely ensconced in his yurt, bivouac, or lean-to, <laughs> I'm outside in the rain with nothing to protect me but a thesaurus. <laughs> and I don't mean that literally. What I've done there is I've employed a metaphor. Another pointless bloody skill. Um, as my old man used to say, you can't catch a rabbit with a simile. I suppose you could, but that would have to be one sensitive fucking rabbit. Like, oh gentle lagomorph, thou as lithe and sprightly as the lambent sunlight that got you, you bastard. <laughs> the rabbit's like, oh, it was the pastoral imagery that got me. The only time having a large vocabulary ever came in useful was when I was younger, when I was a kid. Because um, when the other kids would beat the shit out of me for being a smartass, I could give a really lurid description of the attack to my teachers. Like, they were a sinewy band of malcontents. The leader struck me with a blow that was sinister, both in effect and orientation. What's that, headmaster? Well, surely you know that sinister is also the Latin word for left. And then the teachers would kick the shit out of me, so. 
Uh, thank you guys for coming out uh, on a Monday night. I understand. I guess no one has an incredibly early start in the morning. Does anyone? No? Oh, you do? What's, sir, what time do you have to get up in the morning? Before 7? Before 7? Like, like what time? Oh, so okay. So you're self-employed because <laughs> if, you're, if you're calling that particular shop. Like I have a, for instance, I have a friend. He, every morning he has to get up at 5.30 in the morning. And to me, that's like a hypothetical time. You know, like, it's like gravity. I sort of understand it exists, but you can't really show it to me. You know, like, I don't get this whole business of having to wake up early in the morning. Or get up early in the morning. Because, like, if we are not supposed to sleep in, why are your dreams so fucking awesome? If you're supposed to go out, get out of bed and go and be productive, why do you have a magical entertainment factory that lives in your brain and creates elaborate amusements for you while you sleep. Like, my daily life is full of drudgery and dog shit. But when I'm asleep, I hunt dinosaurs with Burt Reynolds. <laughs> and, like, alarm clocks, I don't understand. Just the name alarm clock. Like, alarms should be for fire and home invasion and chili. Calling an alarm clock implies that every morning is a catastrophe. It's screaming at you like, quick, wake up! Everything's still terrible! Get dressed! Your life isn't going to waste itself. And I have, I have an, alar- uh, an electronic alarm clock, which sucks because sometimes it goes off at the exact same time that a garbage truck is reversing under my window. So it's like, beep, 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 beep. It's like this doomed mating ritual. (laughs) So in the end, I just took the alarm clock and I threw it in the trash. Because I am an incurable romantic. I was just like, I hope you guys are very happy together. I'm going back to bed. I'm just terrible in the mornings. Like, uh, this is true, like a couple of weeks ago, I was an hour late for work, and I was still at home, sitting on the toilet, reading a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. (laughs) And not to be coarse, but I shat pure irony. (laughs) I looked in the bowl, it was just David Sedaris wearing a threadless t-shirt, humming the theme song to the Royal Tenenbaums, you know? (laughs) But I have been doing a lot of uh, bathroom research. That's not what you think it means. Um, I've actually I've discovered the most inefficient color of towel for a man. It's red. Because if I get out of the shower with a red towel draped over my shoulders, I just spend an hour looking in the mirror, reenacting the movie 300. <laughs> Tonight we dine in hell! And then I line up bathroom products around the toilet and just take turns kicking them down the well, you know? This is Sparta's bloosh. Hey, conditioner, this is Sparta's bloosh. My roommate's like, are you all right in there? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. This is Sparta's bloosh. <laughs> and I have to say, like, I know a lot of people have been, a lot of my friends have been really affected by this whole recession deal. I never really understood the reaction to the recession because I was broke when the economy was booming. So for me, it was rather like being an otter in the middle of a flood. 
like everyone was freaking out and I was already treading water like I'm sorry what seems to be the problem oh yes I suppose it is rather damp splishity splash alright thank you very much guys you've been great uh, enjoy the rest of the show thanks Ladies and gentlemen, please clap again, or keep clapping for Adam Burke. Adam, you host an open mic. Um, do you encourage comedians that are awful, or do you laugh at them and encourage them? Um, oh, shit. Because, let's be Can honest. I say yes to both? Yeah, you can't. Is it a good thing to encourage shitty comedians? Because you're very good, and if I went up there, you would have to smile for all the wrong reasons and say, keep trying. Yeah, but, oh, man, I really wish I had a hilarious answer to that. But, like, the true answer is that, yeah, but someone did that for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, and someone did that Th- for So anyone. someone encouraged you someone to Someone smiled up. and said, you know, maybe this wasn't your week, kid. You know what I mean? All right. Because it was an old 1920s booker with a top <laughs> hat. He just chucked me on the chin. Well, how did, let's start from the beginning. Why did you start doing stand-up? Uh, I was, like Jackie, I was uh, a journalist. I was, uh, I you did, were a journalist? Yeah. For, what were well, you writing? Sort of freelance. I did an article for a local magazine on stand-up, and then I hung out. Here's the weird thing. I hung out with comedians for three weeks, and I still went and started to do stand-up <laughs> comedy, so that answer makes no sense whatsoever. I'm kind of debating um, of whether it's better to tell my kid, if I ever have a kid, if I uh, forget to use birth control, if, if uh, they should start a band or start being a stand-up. Because both lead to similar paths. It just seems like if you're a stand-up, you lose more money on alcohol. And if you're in a band, you lose years due to drugs and alcohol. Well, do you want your... Do you, do you want to have... You want your kid I want to have failures. I want to feel better. I don't want better for my children. Okay, but do you want a failure that gets laid? Once again, it could go either way. Because if you're the bassist, who's fucking you? You know? Uh, or the drummer? Fuck, I just started learning the bass. <laughs> <laughs> What a, ter- what a terrible good. blow. Okay, so you, like you said, three weeks, and you just still decided, I'm going to do this. Why did you do that? Did you always want to? How old were you? Uh, I was 30. I started really late. That's not the norm? No, I, I have no, no. idea. What's They're all the- fucking children. It's all just fetuses coming out and telling a bunch of aren't wombs crazy jokes. <laughs> Merle, you got something? Because that's too funny. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, no, I can't no. follow that. Up. What is... If... Someone that's new to stand-up wants to do it. What's the best thing they should do? Or what's the most important thing they should do? Uh, fucking, I hate to say this, but grow a, grow a pair, whatever your pair is, like ovaries or balls. Um, grow, just, just be prepared to get kicked in the dick or vagina over and over and over until, like, until, and then quit six or seven times. <laughs> and, and then, and then, and then, start doing it again. No, it's this. It's you know, I, I have a, there's a good friend of mine in the audience, actually James Fritz, who's another hilarious comedian. Let's comedian. all clap for James. James yes. is a very funny man. He's a very funny man. I didn't and know he was here. I didn't hear his weird cackle laugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't been funny enough for yeah, him. Yeah, no. You know, <laughs> thanks, man. Um, how many times have you failed? You said six oh. or seven. Let's let's no, talk numbers wait, wait, here. No, I'm talking six or seven times a week. Oh, I'm really? Yeah. No, yeah. I've. Um, do we, we want to hear some hilarious bombing yes. stories? I mean, I've actually. I I did a show once because someone because they couldn't get anyone else right, and okay. there was a hundred bucks involved. So I went up to Schaumburg. Wait, 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 wait. Let's stop for a second. How often do comedians in Chicago make a hundred bucks? About as often as they get laid. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, um, they uh, so it was out in Schaumburg. It was this thing called the Chicago Rock and Roll Circus. Right? It wasn't in Chicago, but the other two things were unfortunately true. Um, there was it was 
this heavy metal, like this hard rock cover band did 45-minute sets, and then a magician would come up. They did another 45-minute set. Then I went up and told, like, fucking Dostoevsky and pipe jokes, and I actually got, like, booed. Someone... <laughs> I got booed. I got booed by one guy. He was ordering a drink, and I, f- I feel really proud of this. He was ordering a drink, and he stopped from ordering his drink, turned around, went, boo, and then went back and ordered his, <laughs> and then finished his order. I thought that's good. Do you think I should do that for next month's live podcast? Do what? You have a 45-minute metal interlude? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. What's, <laughs> the, what's the end goal? It seems a lot of comedians either want to write for other comedians or get TV shows, or do you want to keep doing stand-up? Do you want to go the Steve Martin route where you put a fucking bow in your hair and then you're done forever? By the what's way, the goal? I, I'm a huge Steve Martin fan. That's why I loved Al's fucking banjo playing. Cause yeah. Anyone who knows. Oh, yeah. Once again, Al's Scorch, man. That was amazing. Um, I don't know, man. My, my role is just <laughs> – my goal is always just to, like, to keep getting booked. So I, I, I'm, I, I'm not – I don't have long-term goals on anything. <laughs> on anything yes. Well, please keep continuing to do stand-up. You're one of my favorites. Uh, let's give you some gifts for appearing on the show. Oh, wow. Or Merle, I'm sorry. Uh, Merle did all this research on you. She just found out that you tried Malort <laughs> I just looked up your Twitter. Time. Oh, Malort. Is any, round of applause. Who's tried Malort before? <laughs> Everyone should try it. It's the only drink that consists entirely of aftertaste. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, by the way, JCBD is an awesome movie. Thank you. It also Were you the sound- one, the only one? Yeah, that was me, yeah. <laughs> JCBD also sounds like the worst case of gonorrhea you'll ever have. Like. I think it might have worked both ways in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, it he, is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, he cries in it. Yeah, watch it because he fucking cries. It's amazing. All right, so on a completely different, a kind of a similar <laughs> note, if you've seen Avatar, you've also cried. So here's an experience in an IMAX water bottle oh, because wow. you also bike around like yeah, a hippie. I, I do, yeah. So that's for you. Um, this isn't actually a good 45. This is the Buckingham's kind of a drag. Uh, very, very, very good song. No, seriously, that's a really good song if you haven't heard it. Okay. Here's Wyclef Jean's Gone Till November, my one and only Haiti jab tonight. There you go. <laughs> awesome. And then uh, because I like to... Uh, it's Gone Till November. Does that refer to the money that people donated to his... Oh, to that's his why we gave yeah. it to him. Um, honestly, that's the only Wyclef song I think is decent. Okay. Yes. Yeah, decent, good. not good. Um, and then here's House of Windsor, uh, the decline and fall of the House of Windsor. I'm giving you this because it's the, the most racist white American thing I could do. <laughs> okay. And then... <laughs> And then as a comedian here, stop smoking, lose weight, shed your inhibitions through the power of your own inner mind, self-hypnotism, the techniques and its use in daily living by Leslie M. LeCron, clinical psychologist. Here you go. That's for you. And Adam is now going to do what every other guest had to do and endure, and that is play the grand prize game. Oh, I don't get a question from the book. Oh, yeah, you do get a question from the book. I apologize. I know your own fucking show. But I know. <laughs> you I fucking liar. Okay. One, I know you went long. It was great. All right. One to 260. Huh? Oh, uh, 76. You know the whole show then, huh? No, I no. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Do you act like different people when you are with your friends, comma, your family, comma, and your schoolmates? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Thank you very much. <laughs> Al's going to come back up here. Is everybody having a decent to good time? Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. No, you're, you want you here? Have a mic. Oh, uh, I wanted to talk. You want to talk? What do you I was going to say, uh, why does Al keep going back there? He can just come up onto the stage. It's it's better. It's it's because is it more theatrical? It's def- I think it's more theatrical for him to come back here. <laughs> I should have said this earlier on, but um, if you haven't been to the Hungry Brain before, drinks are extremely reasonable. Please, please, please tip your friendly neighborhood bartender. Um, stick around. We're not done. And uh, you ready to go? 
Ladies and gentlemen, Al Scorch. I hope every, I hope everyone's having a having a good time. A good a a, a good time tonight. <laughs> T- tonight. Oh. Oh. I have some flyers for a show that's happening tomorrow If anyone is so tantalized Oh yes I hear drums echoing tonight But they're only whispers of some quiet conversation She's coming in on a 10.30 flight Hurry boys, they're waiting there for you Gonna take a lot to drag me away from you There's nothing that a hundred men or more could ever do Rises like a leprous among the Serengeti to drag me away from you There's nothing that a hundred man or more could ever do Not slip, no, it will not. Will that slip not slip? No, it will not. It'll slip around your neck, but it won't slip back again. That slip not, oh Lord God, that slip not. Tell me who makes the laws of that slip not. Tell me who makes the laws of that slip not. Well, who says who is going to the calaboose or get the hangman's noose or the slip not?
That's a that's a Woody Guthrie song. Oh, is this the last one of the night? If you want to play it for four hours, that's fine. Okay. Uh, I wanted. I kind of wanted to tell my CTA bus story. Oh, you're very funny. I'm sure it'll be very good. I was on the Lakeshore Drive bus going south. Very crowded, as tends to start out these stories. And there was a woman in a wheelchair strapped into the bus. And the bus would stop. One person would get off. Four more would get on and do the do the squeeze. You know, the squeeze where you try to get to the back of the bus and find a spot to wedge yourself into. And about the third time of picking up more people, someone got on the bus. And as they were doing a little dance to the back of the bus, they stepped on someone's foot. And he was not having it. He's like, motherfucker. Motherfucker. What the fuck? I should cut you. I should cut you. Yelling to the man at the back of the bus. Children... Everyday people going to their jobs on the bus. Motherfucker, I should cut you. You're just mad because you don't get no pussy. I'll take my knife out and cut you. And then, from the woman in the wheelchair, under her breath, so only a few of us could hear, said, I thought I left this all behind at the nursing home. You can't. That's riding the bus. It's called Riding the Bus. And this song is called Riding the Bus. It's not called Riding the Bus. It goes like... What does it go like? Let's see. Oh, damn. This song about being lazy as hell... Sun come rising over my head, hits my window as I'm laying in my bed. I'm not ready to get up. Sweet Lord, tuck me back in. Captain Crunch is what I need. Maybe I'll just brush my teeth. I'm not ready to get up. Sweet Lord, tuck me back in. Getting out of bed seems frightful. Staying under the covers would be delightful. I'm a very lazy man. Riding shotgun and rip van, Winkles van. Well, Mr. Van Winkle's a very good driver, I will have you know. He drives 15 miles an hour steady down the road, and he makes just about every stop he can. That's why I love riding shotgun and Rip Van Winkle's van. Human mic stand, everybody. Let's stop at that pancake house For bagels with butter and jam We can get some bacon and pan-fried ham And Rip Van Winkle, he'll pick up the tab That's how it is when you're riding in Rip Van Winkle's van That's That's a song I wrote when I was 15 Ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please clap again for Al Scorch. Thanks, everybody. The next podcast, live podcast we have is the last Monday in February. Merle's going to co-host it with me. Really great lineup. Scott Smith, the editor of Playboy.com, will be here. Alex and Francis White from White Mystery, great band, are going to be here. They're going to play a little short set. And uh, comedian Brennan McGowan will be here. So that'll be a very, very delightful evening.
Do you want to say anything to close it out, Merle? Um, I just would like to say thank you for the lovely audience. Yo, and thanks to the audience. I, uh, I was a little uh, low expectations. Didn't think so many people would show up. But look at that. Thanks. A lot showed up. Yeah, I mean, it was really nice of all of you guys to show up. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, I'm, I'm, I always love losing money. I know you all know that, but it's nice when I could lose it in the company of friends. Aww. That was kind of a nice sentiment. I don't it know was. about that. Um, also, every Monday night, we do have events here. Next week, as everything is terrible, uh, they, they do these cut-up videos. It's great. Uh, the week after that, we have... What do we Home have? Homeroom. Homeroom. Sean Campbell from Chirp Radio will be here, and that'll be great. If you want... <laughs> Thanks, buddy. If you want to, uh, if you want to hit on indie rock girls that don't like life, that's the night to come because they'll we'll be fucking packed to the girls with PBR drinkers that hate life. Um, the following week we have uh, laughing. Li- no, we have uh, accounts of homeland security presents President Turtle. Great stand-ups on that show. Nicest guys in the world. It's going to be fun. And then the live podcast. Please, please, please subscribe to the podcast. I don't care if you listen. Just boost our numbers for Christ's sake. I need advertisers. Other than that, everybody have a wonderful evening. Tip the bartender heavily. Clap for the guests. Buy them drinks. Thanks to Merle. Thanks to Kevin. Most importantly, fuck everybody else. Thanks to Kelsey. Have a wonderful evening.